and welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I am Shelly. And I'm Scott. And we're here. We're going to be talking about a movie called The Nice Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Which is funny because they're, they're not nice. I think they say it somewhere in the movie about them being nice guys or something like that. Or a real nice guy or whatever. But that's the name of their detective agency at the end. Oh, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah. Again, if, if people are listening being like, well, how could you miss something? We're taking notes. <laughs> we are taking <laughs> notes true. while watching these movies. I can type without looking. Yeah. But sometimes I don't spell very well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I have to. I don't know. I find I'm better if I don't look at my hands, but the habit, I have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I can do it without. I just like to double check and make sure that what I'm saying is correct and like if I was typing and not looking mm-hmm. and I have my hands like a key over yeah then I'm just going to be typing gibberish yes yeah I've done that so then all you guys are going to get is gibberish <laughs> I hit multiple keys it feels oh, like so yeah. that always drives me crazy when you have a teeny tiny little keyboard for the yes i've got the apple keyboard which i was thinking we'll go ahead and, and talk about this too there's a bigger keyboard a bit bigger bluetooth keyboard of course that's there is. quite a bit expensive but uh-huh. it's got the numbers on there <laughs> oh the 10 key it's got the 10 key yeah key. it's basically like this one we're looking at right now but it's for bluetooth are we totally geeking out right now <laughs> i guess <laughs> This is the review of the Apple Keyboard Small. <laughs> Talking about tin key and <laughs> like your bigger keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could palm that Apple Keyboard, it feels like. Uh, but yes, no, it does say at the end when he reveals that, you know, he's like, he's created a, an agency for them, detective partnership. That's what it says. It says the nice guys. Yeah, I feel like they want to be nice guys, mm-hmm. but they're really kind of not. Ryan Gosling more so. He, in this movie, seems like he's just a drunk alcoholic, doesn't care about anything. But he takes people's money. Yes. Well, Russell Crowe does, too, to big people up. He um, he, he says kills it. people. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I was like, when does he? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, he does. And But he says in the movie a couple of things that make you think he wants to be good. Like, when he tells that story about him in the diner, he's like, it was the first good thing I felt like I've done. Yeah, but he. I don't even know if the guy survived or he's probably got some problems now because he was like bashing his head in uh so well to go with that the guy was robbing the diner and crow stopped him i didn't care at that point <laughs> <Be> like, this <laughs> guy is trying to kill people you just got to do what you got to do and i'm always the person and this may scare some people but when we're watching movies and like the main character has the has the killer or the villain on the ground you know and they hit him like once or they don't and they just run away i'm like hit him hit him keep hitting him see i okay so in scary movies, mm-hmm. you always want to check that they're dead. <laughs> you got to hit them until you, you can see through them. But like, I don't know, like fighting mm-hmm. and things like that, I hate. I hate the violence. And you know, like those bloopers, like where people fall and hurt themselves. Like fails and stuff, yeah. Oh, that just gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. I just, I feel for that person and I'm like, that's got to hurt. And like jackass <laughs> i mean i can't i can't yeah. watch them do some of the stuff they do <laughs> no i i understand yeah i know kind of what you what you like and what you don't but you know in those situations i feel like you just gotta you know in, in horror movies when like the villain eventually gets back up and kills 25 more people yeah. like could have been stopped i know 
So, but then in, if that happened in the real world and like I killed a robber who was trying to rob somebody, be like, I can't let him get back up. But like, well, you're you're under arrest yeah, for murder. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. The guy was on the ground and you shot him in the face. Yeah, yeah you're going to jail. Or you shot him like twenty times. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, excessive. I'd make sure he didn't come back. But um, <laughs> yes, they do seem like they are trying to be better people, like Ryan Gosling with his kids. So, do you want to give like a good kind of? kind of a synopsis of what this movie is about yeah so basically there russell crowe and ryan gosling is uh two people that find each other in a weird way yeah um ryan gosling is a like detective Mm -hmm. and russell crowe is what would you call him he's more just like a hired muscle yeah like he's just hired to to hired badass yeah he's not he says he's not a detective yeah no he just, like, people hire him to beat other people up. Yeah, to, like, make their problems kind of go away. Yeah. Um, so somebody paid Russell Crowe to find Ryan Gosling, and that's how they met. And they basically just find that they need each other to try to find a girl. And they work together, and they go through a bunch of uh, crazy shit. Yeah, to find this mystery of this missing girl and all the crazy shit that she ends up being connected to. Mm-hmm. It was really funny the way you started describing that sounded like a romance movie. <laughs> they get together. And they need to find a girl. They fall in love. No. And they have a threesome with this woman. <laughs> it's a uh, it's there, a love story. There is some porn in here. There is. Yeah, the that's the background. Are, the girl they're trying to find is a porno lady. Yeah, it starts out with a naked woman. Or what do they call? Not to call him a porn star, but to He's call a young lady or something like young girl or young lady. Porn. Cause lady. He's, like, he's like the porno chick, and he's like, young lady. The porno young lady. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I don't know. You put some respect on that. There are some appropriate terms that I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm like, I don't know what to call this person. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's set in the 70s, which I think I looked online. It says yeah. it's like in 1975, supposedly. Because at the end of the movie, there is a billboard that says Tim Allen is doing stand-up at the Comedy Store, which is a legendary uh, comedy place in California, I believe. And he did stand-up around that time. Yeah, it was 1977. 77, okay. When it opened up. So maybe I got my year wrong there. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's really cool. And and yeah, that's how we kind of start off is... There's a little kid. This kid is in the house, and he's getting pornography, like a porno mag, from under his parents' bed. And there were some slinkies under there. I don't know. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so if that's the dad's porno mag, I guess it's the 70s. I'm assuming the mom is okay with that, because she would obviously find it if she's, like, sweeping or needed to look under there. Yeah, maybe it was okay. It's the 70s, I guess. No one cared. but I don't know. Yeah, this kid's, like, looking at a porno mag of Misty Mountains, and Misty Mountains crashes through the... <laughs> through the place that i did not even see coming yeah. i mean the kids in the kitchen his backs to the window so you got you're looking at him but in the background through the window you see this car just kind of run off the road mm-hmm. and then it starts going down this hill and you think okay what's well, probably just gonna crash yeah the hill. no it comes through the fucking house. It crashes like right through it, yeah. Right through the house. And I don't know if it was where the kid was because he did move. Like you see the car go down the hill and then mm. the kid moves to a different room. Oh, yeah. Like he was right there. I don't know. And then it smashes through. And his parents don't wake up. You know? No, and not at all. Um, 
He's there. He's not freaked out at all. And he's like, well, I'm going to check this crash out. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that I don't understand is that she got thrown from the car, I'm guessing. This Misty Mountains. Very sexually. Yeah, she's laying there like completely <laughs> naked somehow. If I'm ever in a car wreck, I mean, and I die, this is how I want to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't understand the logistics of it because I'm like, yes, yeah, she's completely naked laying on the ground. And I'm just like, what happened to her clothes? Like, what happened? I don't know. Maybe she was running away from the porn studio. Yeah, the people we find later. I guess it was just like, okay. And then I kind of mentioned to you last night about this, but I was like, do you think they had that naked lady like right in front of that little kid? Oh, that's right. Did you look that up? I couldn't find anything. Oh, okay. That's kind of probably some behind-the-scenes type stuff I couldn't find. But, yeah. yes, the little boy finds her, like, on the ground, and, and she says the line, how do you like my car, big boy? And he takes his shirt off and, like, covers her with it. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that kid's really young, and he's been in stuff. His name's Ty Simpkins, I think is his name. He's been in Iron Man 3 with Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. directed by this director, Shane Black. But... I was like, man, you would think that they wouldn't have just, like, a naked lady, like, in front of this little kid to, like, look at and so, act with. My mind is pretty dark. Um, <laughs> if you climb in there, you'd probably be a little scary. <laughs> um, or you'd be scared. I was thinking, okay, this little boy is porno magazine, right? Yeah. So he's probably going to be doing something, right? And then he sees this naked lady, and I'm like, oh, God, please don't. Yeah, like, get a, gra- get a grab in or something like that, yeah. <laughs> don't do anything sexual to this lady which i mean they can't anyway because he's kid underage kid and nothing i would ever want to look at but i was just like i mean they started out with porn and then you know i don't know you automatically think of sex yeah no the kid's very cool he's very nice take like i said he takes his shirt off and put it on her and yeah her license plate in the trivia and you could see it for just a moment but her license plate says misty m Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny. For Misty Mountains. But then we kind of get another, uh, like, a glimpse of how the 70s were. It's like, in, we're in a school, I'm assuming, like, health class video or something like that about watching towels. And, like, one kid's like, he has a big towel. She has a small towel. And then it shows a kid mm-hmm. with a rainbow towel, and it's like, he has a gay towel. No, the, the kid had a white towel. Oh, they're doing colors. And, it was, and then one had a yellow towel oh and then he has a gay towel and then the colorful one was the gay towel and then all the kids are laughing and it was awful (laughs) but i guess 70s they even had the 70s hair yeah fluffed back and curled back yeah they call that production design where everything looks like it's in the 70s so it looked good it looked like you know 70s driving the cars and everything and i thought this this whole scene was a little weird why they i mean i guess it was to show that russell crowe has a daughter that he is keeping an eye on um, because the daughter was in the class. I don't think that she was his daughter. I think it was a lady, just a girl that had hired him, I thought. Uh, or did the parents hire him? Because this girl that he's watching over, it, it shows that she's smoking pot with a very old, much older man. Uh, he narrates that it's his underage daughter. Oh, really? I missed that then. Yeah, I didn't catch that if that was his daughter, but if if it is, they say in the movie that this girl that's in the high school they're showing, or middle school, whatever, she's hanging out with a much older man because he's got pot, and they smoke pot. Right, yeah, and he 
knocks the shit out of that guy. Yeah, I just assumed that he was hired by somebody because he's just like, you like hanging out with little girls and he like punches this dude. There's a really funny point where he's standing outside the guy's house before the little girl leaves and he's eating peanuts and throwing the shells in the guy's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, take that, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you. And he's, I noticed this a few times, but he's eating food throughout this movie and throwing the shit on the ground. Um, when he meets Ryan Gosling for the first time, you know, he meets his daughter and drinks like a yoo with her. Mm-hmm. He's eating like an apple or something and he throws it in the, <laughs> just throws it behind oh, him. Okay. I was like, 70s maybe? Well, an apple is not too bad because it's degradable, but still not good to just throw things around like that. Yeah, but, but that's him. That's Russell Crowe. He is hired to beat people up and he is hired by this lady. Her name's Margaret Qualley. She's the daughter of... The lady from Groundhog Day, <laughs> Andy McDowell, uh, she played Bill Murray's love interest in that movie. But yeah, she plays Amelia. And we first see her at the beginning. She's giving Russell Crowe some money because there's a guy following her. Yeah, she starts to go into this like sob story. And then he's like, you're $7 short. Well, yeah, he's like, you're short. She's like, what? <laughs> he's like, $7, you're short. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, he's just... In it for the money, and he's super mean, and, you know, whatever. It looked there was a 50 in there, which 70s, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. But she hands him, one of the key pieces here at the beginning is she hands him a note of this guy, who turns out to be Ryan Gosling, on a piece of paper that's pink, and it's like in the shape of an elephant or something. Yeah, I think an elephant or some animal. Yeah, uh... Yeah. Um, but then this is how we get kind of introduced to ryan gosling is you know he i'm guessing he's drunk because he's in a bathtub yes full of water wearing a suit yes which thank goodness it's the 70s because you don't have to worry about a cell phone (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so and then his daughter calls and leaves a message and (laughs) she's just so i don't know business-like she's like it's my birthday and you should give accordingly. Yes. So I'm like, okay. She knows that he's probably not going to remember. Yeah. I mean, he's a drunk. You know, it, it looks like she kind of takes care of him. Yeah. Which I wonder if he's depressed because of the wife. They they say that she died. And we were discussing that a little bit last night. Of if she died in this fire they were talking about. Because yeah. I missed it. But um he has this writing on his hand that I guess he did, but it says, like, you will never be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. That's awful. That's, that's like, the opposite of what you want to do to try to pep yourself up. Yeah. You know, looking at that, it's very depressing. Well, yeah. Well, he's in a bad place when the movie starts, but at the end, it's, you know, yeah, you spoiler get... alert, it, it rubs off enough to where it says, you will be happy. Yeah, I think, uh, I think everybody kind of changes for the better at the end. Um, but the, the kind of goes through some scenarios with Ryan and how he kind of takes advantage yes. of people because a lady was talking about her husband missing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because she's like, my husband, I forgot his name, Jeff or whatever, yeah. whatever his name is. And then Ryan looks up at the, um, like the mantle. The mantle, yeah, and sees that there's an urn there with his name on it, mm-hmm. with Jeff or whoever's name on it. And uh, then he goes, so how long has your husband been missing? And Jesus, since the funeral. <laughs> He's like, 
okay, that's going to be $500. He's like, I'll get started right away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. So that kind of sets up the kind of person he is. Um, Um, I have a funny line here. This kind of Gosling is kind of narrating what he does and everything, but he has a very funny line. He's talking about his wife. He was like, my wife used to say that I always, I'm, I don't do everything whole all the way. I hit nails in halfway. And he's like, she also said I made a living off a of rumpy pumpy. He's like, but she's English. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, no. Rumpy pumpy. Um, but I think from here we get to see Russell Crowe's home life, which he lives like in an apartment above a, uh, like a bar or something, I guess. He lives on this little shack kind of type yeah, thing. I didn't get it. I just get that he get it's... I don't know, even if it's a real, it just kind of looks like an office. Because there is, I think there's even a door that says office. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's got a kind of a nice setup. He's got like an office room, it looks like, but mm-hmm. he's got a fish that he feeds. But there's a very strange scene where he has like one of those word of the day calendars. And he looks at the word and it says like equanimity, I think it is. But it's like accepting it with grace or something like that Mm. but i don't know if this scene is real because it then cuts to him sitting at dinner with this woman and the woman's like i'm fucking your dad and he like spits water so is he thinking back to something that happened or is he just imagining like using that word in a scenario yeah i think it was a flashback because that's what i got was that his wife was just telling him that she was having sex with his dad yeah and I'm guessing, you know, that's why he doesn't have a wife anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a really good reason. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, we kind of see some more of Ryan Gosling. I don't know if we've seen it here, but it doesn't really matter. We can go all wherever we want. But he is helping an old lady with, like, the biggest glasses. Yes. (laughs) She's got, he even says it later. He's like, she's got literal Coke bottles for glasses. (laughs) She is asking for help with her niece, who is Misty Mountains. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Misty Mountains is dead. It was in the paper. And she's like, no, no, no. I saw her two days after she supposedly died. She was in that house across the street. And I saw her there wearing like a pinstripe dress. So he's helping her. And he's like, she's dead. But yeah, he's going to take her money and try to look for her. (laughs) Right, exactly. And she kind of pushes it to like, really, I want you to look because I saw her. You know, she's alive. Yeah, there's a funny scene later where he's, like, giving up, and he's like, nope, she's dead. And she pulls her checkbook out, and I was like, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Keep looking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. But there's a, at some point, and and apologies if we just go all over the place here, but this movie is kind of just, like, little scenes here and there kind of getting the plot together at first. But there's a very funny scene with um, Amelia, Ryan Gosling, is looking for her. And he goes to a bar where she was supposedly seen or something, and he asks the bartender if she's seen him. And the guy's like, no, I've never seen her. And he hands him, like, a little paper uh, shirt, like a, a $100 bill or something folded into a shirt. No, and he, I like, didn't... walks it across the table. Okay. And But th- basically what happens here is he's asking this guy for receipts. And um, the guy's like, I'm not going to give you credit card receipts. So Ryan Gosling it comes back at night and tries to break in. Oh, that's right. And when he does, he like wraps his hand up in like paper or whatever, like a towel or whatnot. Uh-huh. And he punches through the glass and he like cuts his arm super seriously. Well, it's only because he pulled it out. Oh, is it? He uh, punched through, which was, you know, okay, I think. But then he pulled it out and, and the shard of glass just 
slit his wrist. Oh, I'm getting sick thinking about his it. His arm right open, and then blood was going everywhere. Which yeah, I thought I thought that was a good scene. Yeah, because he's like, "That's a lot of blood. That's far, a lot of blood." As far as well done, you know. I don't know. I don't know if it. To me, I don't know if it fit very well with the movie, but it kind of got that. You know, he was willing to do anything to get what he needs, I guess. Yeah, I got it that he's kind of maybe not as good as his job, but we find out later that he is. He's pretty mm-hmm. good when he wants to be, but... Yeah, not I just, good at breaking in, which uh, is not a bad thing to be bad at. It was so funny because how many times have you seen somebody, like, break a window to get in and something in movies and stuff, and then... Oh, yeah. And this one, he, like, shows what could would probably really happen if you did it. <laughs> Slice I, your fucking arm up. I think now they're getting smart because they smash it in and then they kind of go around the edges. Yeah. I've seen movies that do that. Oh, that's a good point. To kind of yeah. break all the glass away. So if you're wanting to break in, that's how you do it. Right. It's that, don't hurt yourself if you're going to break <laughs> into somebody's house. Yeah, because there's some quick scenes after of him like in the ambulance and they're like, we're losing it. <laughs> <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. Yeah. So. <laughs> but then a nun pushes him out of the hospital. Yes. And I'm like, well, this is weird it's probably a religious hospital like cox is here in missouri well mercy's more mercy's more religious way more i always thought we live in springfield so i always thought cox was because when my grandmother was in the hospital there we would walk through and it looked like maybe yeah it was cox yeah because where you over you where you used to work by Mm -hmm. originally when we first met but um there were so many like religious things on the walls and stuff, oh, of, like yeah. nuns and Bible verses and stuff. Very, very scary. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not religious, but like mercy, they pray at every meeting. Gotcha. And they they really force it. Oh, okay. So if if you work hmm. there, you, you better be religious. Gotcha. Or be okay with praying. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I just I always remember that as a little kid walking through that hospital where my grandma was. And seeing all of these religious things, like yeah. religious pictures, scriptures, but they're like, get to know the Lord because you're about to meet him. That's every hospital. <laughs> okay. Yeah, trust me. But, I've, been, I've been to a few. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the first thing I thought of when this nun was pushing him out. But yeah, she's like, have you found Jesus? Yeah. And he like put, takes his baseball cap off and puts it on her. And he's like, I'm looking for Amelia. <laughs> so I think he's like high as shit. I think he, so. He, he's playing it like he's high on pills or whatever. Pain meds. I'm sure they were pretty good back in 77. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Probably got some morphine or something. <laughs> Here's a prescription. Well, probably not cocaine at the time. <laughs> maybe. You could get well, it. No. That was probably more like 40s. Yeah, a buddy of mine, his grandmother was over 100 when she passed. I'll say late 2000s, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she she was around for quite some time. But when he was going through her stuffs after she passed, he found a a jar, a little like a medical jar that said heroin on it. Damn. And I don't know if it was the real thing, but he just kept it as like a little memento being well, like, yeah. look how crazy this shit is. Yeah. I love those like little vials and stuff that they used to yeah. back then. It just, they were neat looking. I think she was born in like 1905 or something. So she was over a hundred and wow. he found a newspaper of like the U.S. invading. Like it was a newspaper that says U.S. In, or goes to war. I bet she when, had some stories. Yeah, she seemed like a very nice woman. But yeah, he he has that po- that uh, newspaper framed because she would have been like in her forties when this shit happened, or thirties. Yeah, and fucking U.S. is going to war. <laughs> Crazy shit, but Man. yeah, heroin vial. <laughs> 
So squirrel, we we have a lot of squirrel moments. But We're that's, going off, that's yeah. Okay. You know, that's you know. Okay. Hopefully, you're not here to just listen to it, but get to know us as well. Yeah, because I mean, surely you've watched the movie already. Yes, hopefully so. If not, you probably should. There's a ton of spoilers, and we already spoiled a bunch of stuff. Yes, yes, absolutely. Already. Well, um, I think this is where we finally get the two to meet. I think Russell Crowe goes to see Ryan Gosling finally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Russell Crowe shows up at uh, Ryan Gosling's house, mm-hmm. uh, and he passes by. He he as he's driving there, you end up finding out later that it's uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter, but she's kind of in this like what I thought was a park area. Yeah, she's like a vacant lot type place. Yeah, but yeah, it ends up being a vacant lot. But I thought, oh, it's a little park area. But she's up there, so he goes in the house, um, and. Just, I think he punches him right away, right? Yeah, it's crazy because he answers the door. He's like, uh, his uh, Ryan Gosling's name's Holland March, but he's like messenger service, and I was like, well, that doesn't exist anymore. How funny is that? Yeah, and he like used the palm of his hand and hit his nose or his face or something just right. And he yeah, just bloodied him all up. Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. Um, yeah, and then, because <laughs> uh, he's telling him to stop looking for amelia yes and he's like but i'm not i'm not she's she's just a person of interest yes <laughs> and then he tries to get a gun out of a cookie jar mm-hmm. and russell crowe ends up knocking it out of his hand and it flies across the kitchen floor yep uh, ryan gosling's on the floor and he tries to grab the gun while Ru- russell crowe is standing mm-hmm. so obviously he stops him again well, this is where Russell Crowe is like, he keeps telling him throughout the whole thing where he was like, did you get the message? And Ryan Gosling's like, yes. And then he goes for the gun. So eventually he's like, I'm sorry you didn't get the message. And he's like, he pulled, he's like, give me your arm. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling's like, no, 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 no. And he was like, now when you tell your doctor, tell him you have a spiral fracture of the right arm or whatever. The left radius. Left radius. So I showed you this scene before because I, when I watched this movie the first time, I was laughing so hard. But when he breaks his arm, Ryan Gosling makes the funniest noise. Yeah. He was like, what? <laughs> I can't even do it justice. That's not even close. Yeah, I was like, oh, I know what a spiral fracture is, and I know where the left radius is. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. So, yeah, I like that kind of talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was funny. I liked how he described exactly, you know, like, hey, I'm trying to be nice here. Just, yes. Just tell your doctor this is what it is. You'll, you'll get taken care of yeah, very right nice. away. Nice man, yes. So nice. <laughs> And then I think he runs into Ryan Gosling's daughter on the way out, and this is where he drinks Yoo-Hoo with her, yeah. throws that apple behind him. <laughs> She's so nice. Yes. So nice offering him a Yahoo or Yoo-Hoo or whatever. Yoo-Hoo, yeah. And he takes it, and then he ends up, he's like, man, this is good shit. And he goes and buys a case. I saw that. Yeah, he's walking <laughs> with a case. Which is really sad because when he gets home, there's a couple of thugs. It's not the first time I've said, is thugs like an old lady term i don't know i've it's i don't know very common i I guess i feel old when i say thugs yeah so i'm gonna say it's old it's an old term (laughs) so sorry if i'm offending anyone so two suspicious looking guys (laughs) (laughs) are, are there and i think they punch him like right away and he drops all of his yoo-hoo. Drops it, yeah. And it yeah. just breaks all of them. Yeah, very sad he drops it. Because the bad guy in here is Keith David, 
which he's been in. I was trying to think, has he been in one of the movies we've done before? Um, I don't know. I've seen him in lots of movies, so. Oh, he was in um, All About Steve. He played the um, the news manager guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, what have we seen him in before? Uh, great voice. Very great, deep voice. Mm-hmm. A good actor. Yeah, actually in a good movie this time instead of All About Steve. I know. If you listen yeah. to that episode, sorry. He wasn't <laughs> He wasn't in that movie for too long. I think yeah. he just bits and pieces, but He's in Armageddon, uh calls Bruce Willis and everybody like all the other drillers the R word in that movie. Oh. He's like gonna send up a bunch of drillers and some R words up there. Oh boy. Something like that. It was the nineties. The R word was in style. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But I think somebody in this movie is like, that's R worded. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. That that's that's an ugly word. Yeah, we just watched we're rewatching Ozark right now and the character in in when he's at the bar calls oh, that kid the R word. Yeah. Um but you see, you you know, you can say it in shows and stuff now if you're showing that that person is a terrible person. Exactly. <laughs> and they immediately get their come up. It's like they get the shit kicked out of them. Although what? that guy doesn't. No, but Marty got what he needed. Yes. So, you know, it all worked out. Um But yeah, Keith David, um and then there's this other guy he seems like a Jewish man to me. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Jewish, Italian type guy. He's got long hair and he's always laughing like he's the Joker in Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's he, so weird. I mean, he was creepy. Yeah. But they start interrogating him and, to try to find Amelia. Yes. And, you know, he's just kind of like not really giving it up. And then one of the guys, the... Uh, Jewish looking guy. Yes. I don't even know his name. Well, he, they start calling him Blueface because. Right. Because he goes and opens the bag and uh, Russell Crowe's like, yeah, um, I'm holding that for a friend. I wouldn't open that. It's got one of those paint. It's like. It, it's got. Yeah. It's, like, it's got one of those. And then <laughs> blue goes everywhere. And it's like, oh. This guy's reaction is very funny to me. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that even sounded a little Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> So instead of just being the Jewish man, he, uh, it's just the way he talks. I don't know if he, I don't mean no. to sound like I've, I've talked to people. I used to work in customer service. I would talk to people that were Jewish and they sounded like it. They, yeah. There's just a dialect to it, you know, kind of in their voice, but no, yeah. And it's nothing bad no. against Jewish people. We, we like everybody. It's just, you can tell. Yes. It's like, are you listening to us and being like, these people are white? Because you're right. Yeah. I'm sure you could. <laughs> that should be totally right. You can kind of just tell some things about people. But yes, he has kind of like a, a Jewish accent kind of thing to him. But yes, after this, everyone starts calling him Blueface. Because yeah. Russell Crowe's like, that shit don't wash off. He tried to wash it off with fish water. In his fish tank, yeah. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how clean your fish tank is. That stuff still smells like fish. Very gross. Yeah, and this is where he gets so pissed off that he starts throwing the fish at Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought it was neat of russell crowe he's like you know what you come in here and you're doing your job you're you're jacking up my place you're you're beating me up i totally get it but now you've made me mad yes you've gone too far killing my fish and i'm mad now yeah he has his he has it rigged in his home to where he flips the light switch and the tv turns on because he like flips two switches like one i guess is the lights but then the other's for the tv Maybe that was in the 70s design. Like, when you come yeah. in, you want the TV on all the time. Oh, maybe. But, yeah, he flips that, and then 
Blueface freaks out and starts shooting the TV. Yeah, he shot somebody. Right, yes, because Russell Crowe runs, and as he's running, Blueface shoots at, through the window at another lady. I really didn't get where that lady was. I'm assuming she's like in the apartment across the way. Maybe. Like, yeah. I'm assuming the buildings are close enough together to where, like, he could look out his window and see into the apartment next to him. Okay. So I, I think so. he shot through the window and hit that poor lady. I know. I hope she's okay. Yeah, that'll be in the sequel <laughs> that they've never made. <laughs> I hope she's okay. It's a movie. But, yeah, so Russell Crowe gets out of there and goes to Ryan Gosling. Yes, because, you know, he told him he was like, stop trying to find Amelia. Mm -hmm. So there's a funny scene where Ryan Gosling is at a bowling alley with his daughter for her birthday right. and all of her friends. And it's just, this would be my nightmare being a dad, especially a single dad, like having to corral all these little kids. But Ugh. I I don't remember exactly how it works out, but he says like Jesus Christ in front of a little kid. And she's like, you took the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. And what did he say? He says, I'm like, no, I didn't. Or I don't know. He's like, I did it nicely or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But he goes into the bathroom, and I'm first off, I'm like pooping in a toilet in the oh. bowling alley bathroom. Good lord! Wow. But wow. Russell Crowe finds him. I'm sure he tracked him down easily enough. But he's needs to talk to him, and this is where Ryan Gosling pulls a gun on him while he's sitting on the <laughs> toilet. It was so funny because, and again, he had his pants, and I think I've said this before. Uh, in a movie, I think it was all about Steve, where yeah. they have the pants all the way to the floor. Yes, because all the guys are doing the crossword puzzle, yeah. and that one does the the leg thing where he uh, touches the other uh -huh. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I don't like that. I don't. Your clothes should not touch the floor. If I'm wearing jeans, yes, but if I'm wearing like shorts, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, no shorts. Yeah, I totally get that. But I I just I don't know. It maybe it's just me. I just never push my pants all the way down. They're still kind of up over my knees. Oh really? Yeah. So now I guess it's just preference, but. It kind of grossed me out because I'm like, your clothes are basically on the bathroom floor, which is boo. And I'm the person that like, because so he and Russell Crowe go back and forth, but there's a really funny scene where he drops his cigarette that he's smoking into his pants. <laughs> and so like the door keeps closing and he keeps trying to open it back up while, but he stands up and puts, trying to put his pants back on. He tells Russell Crowe to turn away. And I'm that person that's always like, did he wipe? Did he go? Yes. I'm like, that always bothers me in movies. Yes. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, I hope they cleaned up. And telepathically, I was like, I bet Scott's thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, you know. We are at the same thought right now. I'm just like, how gross. That's how connected we are. Because if he didn't go, he's still got to go. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> all the thought that I put into this. And you just don't know, like, because sometimes it's easy. It's an easy wipe, and then sometimes it's not. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I read something on Facebook where it said something like somebody referred, it's like they're a crayon. <laughs> they keep wiping. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think that was from uh, Parks and Rec. Um, oh, maybe. There was one where he was like, sometimes he's at the doctor, and there's a blooper where he's like, sometimes it's like a marker back there where I wipe, and I wipe, and I wipe. <laughs> And I'm like, I can relate. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> but they, they are sitting together talking, and he was like, what do you even want? And Russell Crowe's like, I need you to find Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait, you just kicked my ass. I'm saying, don't. Now we do. 
But yeah, so they sit down and they're, you know, talking it out. And I'm sure Russell Crowe is like, hey, <laughs> this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. And I thought this part was funny where um, Ryan Gosling's daughter, which her name is Holly. Yes. She comes over and um, finds out that Russell Crowe beats people up mm-hmm. for money. And she's like, how much would you charge to beat my friend? What was her name? Janet. Janet. <laughs> how much would you charge to beat my friend Janet? And he's like, is Janet a big per- big girl or taller? And he's like yeah. figuring them. <laughs> getting her sized up here yeah and then he's like well how much you got and she's like well about 30 dollars." he's like oh okay and then ryan gosling's like no 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 no. yes we're not gonna be doing any of that because beating up little girls is probably not even legal (laughs) i don't even think so in the 70s yeah but there's a really funny moment where the daughter comes up behind gosling and scares the shit out of him she goes but up or something like that oh yeah and he's like what are you doing she's like i was giving you a rim job and he's like, but no, no, you're giving me a rib shot. Rib shot. <laughs> so I, we can cut this part out, but do you know what a rim job is? Uh, like a blow job or something? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm making a circle with my fingers. If this is the butthole, you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mimed it. I mimed it for her. Oh, okay. I don't know these terms. <laughs> oh. Everybody in uh, that's listening, uh, look that up. So that's why he was like, she's like, I was giving him a rim job. He's like, rim shot. Like the rim shot is the toot. Oh. She came up behind him making that noise. I was just like, oh, I'm sure that's something sexual or something. But You're right. I, which it was just the opposite end of what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. But I think we figure out here, Ryan Gosling kind of figure, explains to why he's finding Amelia is because... That the old lady hired him to find Misty Mountains because she saw him. But people, you know, he's the old lady says she saw Misty Mountains leave in her car that night. And then mm-hmm. he, he said that the description of the car that they saw leave that house matched was the owner to Amelia. Amelia was the owner of that car. So he is now trying to find Amelia because he was looking for Misty Mountains. So it seems like he tells him all this while they're at the bowling alley real quick, but... It's basically like he is trying to find Amelia uh, because he thinks she might be connected with Misty Mountains' death. But then, so yeah, they decide to team up because their cases are kind of coming together. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know who... Oh, Ryan Gosling's like, I know where she's at. Yes, because Russell Crowe is like, I'll give you $300 or $200 or whatever for two days to find her. And they go back and forth with funny lines like that. And he's like... It's like, that's great, because I already know where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to this protest group Yeah. Uh, at a courthouse or something, and everybody's wearing a gas mask, and they're laying down on the steps, and mm-hmm. they're protesting the air. <laughs> yeah, they have things like smog kills, and yeah, birds can't breathe. Birds are dying, um, but they're, they're all playing dead. Yeah. So Ryan Gosling's like... Amelia, Amelia, and then somebody pipes up, and they're like, "We're dead. We we can't talk." Yes. <laughs> so, long story short, um, Amelia's not there, but they do get some guy uh, named Chet. Chet that is willing to take twenty dollars and take him to where Amelia's boyfriend used to live. To where like where they live, yeah. And but the guy that plays Chet is Val Kilmer's real life son. 
And he, um, Val Kilmer, was in Shane Black's movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So kind of a connection there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But he, he has a funny line where he was like, oh, I'm in the I'm in the movie business. And he was like, Ryan Gosling's like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a projectionist. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, I kind of felt like that too when I worked at a movie theater. I'm like, I'm kind of in the industry. Kind of. I screen these movies. <laughs> Which is a, a big deal. Um, but yes, for, for $20, Chet decides to take him to the house. And as they get there, they see that it's been burned down. Yeah, like, there's just the... Um... I don't know. Like the foundation or yeah. whatever, basically. It looked like a really tiny house. Yeah. And, and Chet says something to the effect of, like, Amelia's boyfriend, like, to keep all the movies that they made. Mm-hmm. And they made, like, porno or stuff like that there. But he kept it all, and then it's all burned out. It's, it's all gone now. It's all gone. Is this where they talk to a little boy? Yeah, they're trying to get some information about Amelia's boyfriend, and they talk to this little kid. <laughs> And he said something about a hat rack, somebody's name being hat rack. Yeah, they're like, okay, do you know who was here filming this? Because they were like, oh, they filmed a movie here the other day or whatever, Amelia and Misty Mountains. And they're like, oh, well, do you know who else was here? And they was like, uh, some guy named Hat Rack. And yeah. he was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So, But later it connects, like they see a billboard. For Sid Shattuck, the porn king of the California so this porn guy was there when they filmed this movie. Right. That comes in later of what this movie really was. But there's a really fucking weird scene now where you thought it was kind of funny. Well, I thought it was funny at first, but then I started thinking about it. This little kid is like, oh, I tried to see if I could get in the movie because I've got a big dick. Yeah. And I'm like, I wasn't this gonna talk about that doesn't feel good. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about the kid at the beginning, but then now I'm like, I don't really want to talk about a kid talking and, about his dick and if that was enough i'd be like okay maybe that's funny but then the kid's like do you want to see my dick yeah <laughs> it's like for 20 bucks or because chet's like he'll give you 20 dollars <laughs> yeah, that's right because he gave chet 20 dollars <laughs> and the kid's like oh 20 dollars to see my dick and ryan gosling's like he's like i never said i'd give you 20 dollars why would i give you? he's like why am i even talking about this and he oh, just walks away but yeah. i'm like there we'll get to it, but there is an out and out sex offender later in this movie. So God, was he there that day? Ugh, I hope not. I really hope not. Yeah, there's too many, too many kids close to things that they shouldn't be close to. Yeah, and not trying to ruin movies. You know, I'm sure they protect kids. Like in The Shining, the kid did not know that he was in a horror movie. Oh, well, that's they good. protected him. And then there's a really funny thing in the movie Planet Terror with Robert Rodriguez. His son is in it. And he filmed it so where, like, the kid lives to the end. But in the movie, he cut it to where his son gets murdered. Oh. <laughs> but the kid, when he filmed it, thought he was like, oh, I make it to the end. Yeah, we had a good time. It was fun. But, yeah, he cut it in, in a way to where the kid, like, gets murdered. I wonder if that's traumatizing when he gets older and finds it all out. I don't know. I heard the kid from The Shining didn't realize it was a horror movie until he watched it years later. Wow. But, yeah, filming one of the scariest movies, and then they just kind of have playtime with him. <laughs> So hopefully that's what they were doing with these kids. but Yeah, I hope so. Because even Holly gets in, because they go to this party. Yeah. Um, which, interesting, this this house looked so neat. It was, yeah. Like, this party was just so cool. Um, but I looked it up, and the party scene is actually the Atlanta home of hip-hop producer Dallas Austin. Whoever that is. Yeah, I don't know Yeah. what kind of music. Um, hip-hop producer hip-hop yeah. music <laughs> is the kind of music he has i'm sure maybe i've heard some but i can't i don't know the producers i just know like the singers anyway um 
but the home was also fe- featured on MTV Cribs. Oh wow! So how cool! Fancy fucking house. Yeah, I guess so. Well, this is about where we are. They go to that house because you're right. They pulled over. They see a big billboard where it says uh, his name. His nickname is Savage Sid, but Sid Shattuck is the porn king of the valley. And they see his name on a billboard, and that's when they realize they were like, oh. This porn guy, Sid Shattuck, was at this house when they filmed whatever this movie was. And he's having a big party tonight. Yeah, and when they go up, there's a unicorn there. I forgot about that. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Shelly loves unicorns. And like a real live unicorn. It was real. Uh, yeah. It was real. Sure. No, I know it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a horse with a horn on it. <laughs> I know it wasn't real, but they had... The horn looked very nice, and it was all sparkly, and I think if I was to ever own a horse, I would just find a way to make it look like that. Yeah. And ride it around like a unicorn. Can you surgically put a, uh, a horn on this horse? Oh, I think that's cruel. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. That, that wouldn't be cool. That'd be cruelty to animals. I, I would never do that. I was just kidding. Like, asking for a crazy thing. I'd just glue it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the movie Scrooged, where they're talking about trying to put antlers on mice. He's like, can you staple it? <laughs> Like staples, I'd never do that. Glue is much better, right? Gl- yeah. Glue on a horse, oh dear, that's not good. Um, there's a really funny thing I noticed here when they're driving. Like it's Ryan Gosling tells his daughter that she's staying here at her at the house, you know. Um, but there's a funny moment where they're driving in Ryan Gosling's car and they're driving with the top down as mm-hmm. they're going up to this party, mm-hmm. and they're all like. So Amelia should be up at this party. Oh, Amelia, you think so? Yeah, I think she would. In real life, it would be like, <laughs> I heard Amelia's at this party! That's true. If you've ever driven with your top down, yeah. <laughs> be like, what? I think Amelia's at this party. Oh, I think, I mean, I've ridden in a convertible, I think. And even like a sunroof. Yeah. Uh, that is a lot of noise. So yeah. It made me laugh because he was just like, we're going up to this house, and I think Amelia might be here because Sid Shattuck was at that party Crystal the other day. Clear. And I'm just, <laughs> I know. Oh, that's a good thing to point out. Yeah. But yes, they, they, you're right. They pull up and they see this unicorn, and they're trying to give their car to the valet, and they hear a noise coming out of the trunk. Yeah, and they're like, wait, I don't remember putting anybody in the trunk. <laughs> it's a funny moment because Gosling goes back and opens it, and it's his daughter, and he immediately shuts it and tries to give the car to the valet. <laughs> Like it's cool. She could stay in there. Yeah. The guy's like, ah. she'll be fine. There's <laughs> snacks in there. He's like, ah, I can't take this car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness the valet had some sense. Yeah. He tries to like put her in a cab, and the daughter says something. She was like, Dad, this party, there's whores here and stuff. Yeah. And like, and don't say and stuff. Just say there are whores here. Oh gosh. Yeah. She's. She's not. She she has a lot of experience for a little kid. She's she's not as innocent like she she knows a lot of stuff because she basically takes care of Ryan Gosling. I mean she drives yeah. him around, um. So of course she'd probably want to go along and and help him out. This is what I imagine you were as a kid, like her age, because she super smart for her age, like not not like genius, but like wise. Like she knows kind of how the world works because she has to kind of take care of her parents. Oh well, thanks, son. Yeah, I mean, that's how I imagine, because, you know, yeah. not to get too far into it, but, you know, you had to take care of your parents, or they weren't, you know, always there, so I just imagine you had to kind of get street smart pretty damn quick. Yeah, pretty much take care of myself. Yeah. But and, anyway. And we joke about that, where I am not street smart, because my parents, my they just, 
they did everything for me because they were very impatient. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, how do I do this? And you're like, you didn't figure that out? I'm like, give me a Phillips screwdriver <laughs> and some pliers. I'm like, let me read a book about it. Um, but th- this is where they go into the party and they're getting ready to start looking for Amelia here. And Ryan Gosling reveals that he doesn't have a sense of smell. Russell Crowe's like, wait, you're a detective and you don't have, you can't smell? Yeah, which I imagine it would hurt maybe some things, but you could be a good detective. I guess maybe it's like, like, I don't know why he would need a smell to be a detective. I don't know. I'm just reading through Scott Snyder's Batman run again. We just watched the Batman a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And in that, Batman realizes a case or finds something on a case he's working on because he's like, smells like burned resin or something like that. Oh. So maybe you could be like, oh, it smells like gunpowder. It smells like guns were oh, fired okay. here. But you could still be a good detective, I think. I've never tried to do any kind of detectiving. Yes, especially just because of your sense of smell. But you would think if he's like Daredevil, if he loses one sense, he would the others would be super powerful. Heightened, yeah. <laughs> he could hear really well or see really well. <laughs> He'd be a superhero. Uh, but they decide to split up. Yeah, they split up. And right, I thought this was funny. Ryan Gosling is talking to the bartender. Mm-hmm. And then he turns, o- turns away because the bartender just picks him a drink. Yeah. Turns away to talk to this uh, pool dancer, pool dancer lady. Yeah. And basically asking if she knows Amelia and she's all like, nah. And then the bartender's like, hey, why don't you just leave her alone and just drink this drink? Yeah. So he drinks the drink and then later he's like slurring his words. And I'm thinking the bartender spiked it. Maybe so. Yeah, I just it took that as him being a, wait, a drunk because he drinks so much throughout the movie. <laughs> At the end, he gives that look where the guy's like, free drinks. He's like, whoop. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe so because the bartender does act suspicious. He was yeah. like, hey, hey, leave the lady alone. Because as soon as he said Amelia, he was all like, yeah. whoop. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Russell Crowe somehow gets into the back room or, or wherever and finds like the big film can. Which that took me back. They don't make those anymore. No. The film cans that we would get were like kind of small, but they weren't like the big circular ones. They came on reels. Yeah. But he finds a film can and opens it up and it's got one of those pink pieces of paper with like an address on it Mm -hmm. and a blue pinstripe dress. Holy shit. But one thing I did think that was funny in here is that he has to put on reading glasses to read it. Yeah. (laughs) He puts on like those half moon glasses just to read like what the thing says. You know, I wish that I was like that, where I could see fine, but when I'm old enough, I have to put on, like, glasses just to read. Just wait. Well, I don't have to worry about that, because I can put on glasses. I have glasses on the entire time. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) Maybe one day we'll get Lasix. Who knows? Yeah, I saw a thing one time when this guy was at a pawn shop, and the guy that owned it had the glasses that he used to read, but they, like, snipped together in the middle. So he'd be like... those are cool. I don't know. You feel like they'd get the shit scratched out of them. Oh, maybe. Or the people that take the glasses and, like, hold them up in their hair. Like, you forget oh, they just get dirty. Maybe. Yeah. Like, we both have a thing about our glasses getting dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's how we see. Like, those people that can take the glasses. I mean, that's... My dad, he used to wear his glasses every now and again. I once looked at him and I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> how do you see through this shit? I cleaned it for him. It took me, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know when you have animals they smudge it even more but yes it's I, worth it. I had to go and get new glasses just today 
because our cat Rigby knocked him off, and now they're super scratched. He he's getting strong. Yeah, because he knocked your uh, iPad off one day. Oh yeah, it was yeah. In the floor, I don't get it out in the hallway, and then he knocked my phone off the counter. <laughs> Onto the floor. He has a thing about knocking things off stands and tables. Yeah, which, and it's only certain things. It's not everything. It's just glasses, phones, and iPads. <laughs> just those particular things. <laughs> just those things. Um, oh, and food. He'll knock some food. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off on our animals. I could talk about them, like, all day. But but you're right. Ryan Gosling does get wasted. He's shown, like, swimming in a pool with a bunch of, like, women that have mermaid tails on. Mermaids in a, a pool, which yeah. I'm like, this is, I mean, this house is. It's a big-ass party. Woo! Yeah, but it shows him swimming in, like, his undershirt and boxers. <laughs> yeah, after him. And then later he makes a comment that he had to interrogate them or something. Or interview yeah. them. Inter- yeah. Not inter- interrogate. Cause... Yeah, Russell Crowe's like, you got in the pool? And he's like, I was interviewing the mermaids. <laughs> I had to question them. Okay. Yeah, but Crow is doing investigating himself, and he finds Ryan Gosling's daughter, like, watching porn with a bunch of people. Yes. And he beats the shit out of the guy that's sitting there watching it. Yeah, he he automatically goes on the defensive. Um, and then the daughter's like, well, he's not even the one showing it to me. It's her. She's yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this lady's in it. But the daughter, you know, Crow is like, get out of here, just go on, get home, and be safe. And then the daughter is like asking around for Amelia, too. She's like, has anybody seen my sister? Her name's Amelia. She's mm-hmm. supposed to be here. So, you know, she's doing her part. Yeah, she is. Uh, in the meantime, Ryan Gosling is uh, flirting with Pocahontas. A woman dressed in an Indian suit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's all like, oh, pretend to shoot me. And so she shoots him, and he's all like, uh, uh, and he kind of flings around a yeah, little like, bit oh oh you got me yeah and so she does it again and he flings around and he flings himself off the balcony yes which i'm like i don't know how far up he is it's a great reveal yeah um and then you the lady looks over and he's rolling down the hill this really steep hill yeah <laughs> it's an awesome reveal she's just like oh and he's like just still falling and <laughs> It's so funny because she's like, that was amazing. <laughs> like, he really got into it. But he's he's down there, and there's a lady down there. Yeah, he, well, first he realizes his gun is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, he has his holster. And, yes, he sees this lady, and he's like, oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just looking for my gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like beat to shit and he's like man i'm gonna just sit down yeah and have like a cigarette leans for, against a tree yeah. for a second and as he's lighting his cigarette we see a dead body next to him right behind him yeah and so he didn't he doesn't get a cigarette lit the first time so he does it again or he's looking around or something with the light um with the lighter and he sees the dead body yes and starts to freak out and he, he has this funny like all the air is out of his yeah. lungs, and he's trying to talk. Yeah, because Russell Crowe sees him, and he's like, what are you doing down there? He's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I laugh sometimes, I'm like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to force it. Um. Yes, yeah, they, and this is Robert Downey Jr. Uh, played the dead body. Yeah. Very, very brief cameo. 
Um, I think he did it because he was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and he was also in Iron Man 3, both directed by the same guy of this one. Mm-hmm. So nice little uh, nice little cameo there. You wondered how much he got paid, could not find it, but he's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I think he made like over $100 million for one of those Avengers movies. Oh, yeah, and I think, yeah, because he was also in the producer Joel Silver uh, also did the movie Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, 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 which, yeah. You know, Robert Downey Jr. starred in. So, probably just thought, you know, why not? So, they come to a plan where they're like, we've got to dump this body because some random lady, they haven't realized it's it's Amelia. They're like, we got to dump this body because this lady saw me sitting here with him and my gun is missing. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, let's dump this body. <laughs> yeah, so they both pick up the body. Yeah. Carrying it. And I'm like, what? How are they going to dump it? Like, where are they going to dump it? They don't, I mean, maybe they know where they are, but they throw it over this fence and obviously, well, I guess obviously they don't know where they're at. Right. <laughs> right. Because when they throw it over this fence, it goes into, I'm guessing the neighbor's house. I guess like it's a house like down the way from them. Yeah. And they're having a dinner party. It looked like a wedding party. I thought oh. somebody was in it. I thought the lady was in a dress. Maybe. But they're all sitting around this table and this body just falls right on it. Falls right on the table and everybody's <laughs> all like, ah! Which, yeah, I mean, that's a shock. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Uh, that reveal is great. And they both just kind of walk away. <laughs> they're like, I think they're like, run! Oh, okay. <laughs> Holly is looking for Amelia at the party and eventually this lady's like, are you the girl looking for Amelia? And she's like, Yes, I'm her sister. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, cool, well, let me take you to her. And that lady takes Holly to a limo in front, and surprise, surprise, it's Blueface in there. Eek. And he still has the blue shit all over his face. Yeah, he does. And I think she knows immediately that she is not in a good place. Right. She is in danger. Because she's all like, oh, I think I've got to go. Yeah. I don't know, but... Um, cause she opens the door trying to get out and that guy like kind of grabs her. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, who is there at the valet trying to get her car to get the hell out of here? But Amelia, <laughs> she's standing at the valet stand being like, give me my car. Yeah. She's like frantically trying to find her car. Yeah. And Blueface is like, well, hello there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, he's like, well, shit, she's right here. I'm just going to go ahead and tries to kill her. Yeah. He tries to shoot her and Holly Pulls the door closed on him and, like, crushes his hand. Yeah. Go, girl. Quick thinking, yeah. So, yeah, the misfires, it doesn't hit her, but uh, she's able to get away. Or, actually, Holly looks at her and she goes, Amelia, run! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think they both run off. Um, like, together, yeah. But Russell Crowe finds the other guy... His real name is Keith David. I don't know what his name is in this movie. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't even know if they say it, to be honest with you. He sees the Keith David. The Keith David. The Keith David, yeah. Um, and he's like, wait, I know you. Yes. You try to kick my ass. Um, so then they get in a big old fight. Yeah, they go at it. And I think Ryan Gosling has noticed that his daughter is in trouble. So he starts running towards her yeah. while Keith David is fighting Russell Crowe. There's a, there a lot of back and forth yeah. in this. is like, Ryan Gosling... And then Russell Crowe, blah, 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 same forward. thing with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's like back and forth between oh, all really? these people. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. But they start fighting, and wrestle for a gun. And long story short, 
uh, Russell Crowe ends up, the gun went into a hot tub and he yeah. grabs it and shoots it through the hot tub and shoots um, Keith David. Keith David. Yeah, he shoots his leg through the hot tub. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, we were wondering in... Um, hard rain. Hard rain. We were wondering in hard rain if a gun could shoot underwater. And here's another movie with a gun shooting underwater. So Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to say yes. Well, there's a scene in, in one of the John Wick movies where he's underwater, and someone shoots a bullet at him, and he swims backwards just a little bit. Because I guess in water, bullets only go so far. So they were oh, like, yeah. oh, how realistic that, you know, if you get shot like Keanu Reeves, he swimmed back. Or swam I'm back. I'm guessing there's some resistance with the water. Yeah, I think so. So maybe, you know, Russell Crowe kind of had the gun pushed up against the side and then shot yeah. at the side of it so i think it would have been okay but yeah so he they russell crowe gets away um and now they're all kind of chasing amelia and amelia. holly yeah but brian gosling steals a very nice and i found out i think it's a mustang Ooh. uh cherry red yeah. mustang Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a dream for you, seeing some of these cars. So nice. Oh, man. There was even... I'm pretty sure my first car was a 77 Cadillac. Well, it was. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Except a different color. Mine, yeah, was, yeah. mine was white. Um, but anyway, yeah. He steals this Mustang to go after Holly. Because Blueface in his limo takes off after them mm-hmm. to go find them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he sees Blueface uh, out on the road, and he tries to hit him, I think, with the car. Yeah, because I guess Blueface, he gets to Amelia and Holly first, and he stops, and mm-hmm. he's, like, walking towards them. Yeah, but trying. yeah. I, I don't know if he was shooting at him, at them, but he had a gun pointed he, I think he was him. just kind of walking up, but you're right. Ryan Gosling comes shooting around this corner. And I guess he tries to hit Blueface, but completely misses him and, like, crashes this car. Yeah, and then, like, probably the only concrete block that is on that road. Yeah, like, kind of like those one, like, it was the only tree in invisibility. Yeah, yeah, like, it, he crashed it, and it's demolished, and I cried. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm done with this movie. Um, yeah, the Blueface is kind of standing there at him, and I think he, he maybe has a gun on him at this point, but... Holly is very nice and is like, watch out. And he gets hit by this van. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just smashed. Oh my gosh. And at first I thought maybe it was Russell Crowe. I thought maybe, yeah. oh, maybe he got, you know, a van, a shitty van, um, and ran him down. But no, it was just some bystanders. Just, and they leave. Yeah. They're, they, they like open the door a little bit or something or yeah. look back and they're like, oh shit. And they just, they're out of there. Yeah. But he is just mangled. Yeah, he's like barely holding on to life. If those people would have stayed, they wouldn't have to live with the guilt of killing somebody the rest of their life. They could have been like, oh, this guy's a murderer. You did a favor. Yeah, totally fine. So if you hit somebody, stay at the scene because you may have killed a killer. That's true. You may just be like, hey, it's your day. You hit the right guy. (laughs) But (laughs) you should try not to hit people, though. That's bad. And, well, because it's the 70s, Russell Crowe is like, to Holly's like, See if you can flag somebody down. Well, yeah. Before this, Amelia. Oh yeah. Holly's like, oh, we need to, we need to be there for him. Amelia's like, fuck that. He just tried to kill us. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, it kind of takes us back to the beginning where we talked about of like, uh, killers down. You gotta kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this guy has chosen this 
fuck him. Yeah, Amelia has been fighting for her life, so she's all like, I'm out of here. Yeah. But Holly's still young, and she's all like, oh. Naive. Yeah, she goes over and kind of holds his hand and says it's going to be okay. Yeah. Then this is where we see Russell Crowe come in, and he's all like, hey, how about you just go and try to flag somebody down? Yeah, no cell phones. You got to hope somebody's coming by to get a phone. Yeah, so in the meantime, while Holly's trying to flag a dead road, you know, that nobody travels on. Yeah. Trying to flag somebody down. Russell Crowe is, basically, he chokes Blueface. Yes, yeah, Blueface is dying, but he says something. He was like, John Boy is coming, and he's going to kill you and everybody, your family, everybody you love. Mm -hmm. And that's when Russell Crowe chokes him out. He puts, like, a uh, napkin on his throat and then chokes him. Yeah. Which I guess no fingerprints. Like a handkerchief. Yeah. And I think he was wiping things down. Yeah, because I think he even tries to give that handkerchief to Kim Basinger in a minute. Oh, that's right. Because he's like, you need a handkerchief? It's got blood on it. It's got blood all over it. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, now the Holly comes back and... You know, Russell Crowe's like, oh, sorry, you didn't make it. Yeah, sorry, you didn't make it. Uh, um, but then everybody's there, I think. Yeah, like the cops show up, and this is where we finally meet Kim Basinger. Right, yeah, her assistant, the Department of Justice, says that her boss wants to meet him. Yeah, cellular zone Kim Basinger. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if you look close, there are some times when I just stopped typing and I just watched her. Her face quivers. Yes. A lot. Yeah. Like, she's really nervous. She looks like she's had a ton of work done. Like, her face just doesn't look natural. It should just stay still. Well. It's all fake. Yeah, it doesn't look natural to me. Like, if you look at her in L.A. Confidential, which, oddly enough, has Russell Crowe in it as well. They're together in that movie. Um, She looks a lot more natural than she does in this movie. (laughs) Uh, Maybe nerve damage. I don't know. But, um, and not saying anything bad about Kim Basinger it's just funny because cellular is what I'm comparing she was shaking the whole time yes and then now she's kind of quivering and is that her thing she's kind of quivering the whole time in Batman she plays Vicky Vale in that and she's basically shaking I thought it was just the character (laughs) we need to pull all Kim Basinger movies and watch them yes and compare her quivers yes we need to pull them all that is adorable. Yes. But she kind of breaks it down. They, this this cuts to them in her office, and she gives them some more information here where she's like, Amelia is my daughter. She, I am Half of the job that I do is for the Justice Department. The other half of my job is she's trying to stop the spread of, as she calls it, pornography. Mm-hmm. She says it very strangely. Yeah. Um, and Amelia has made a porno movie, she says, and she's trying to stop it from getting out. Yeah. That's she- how she words it. Yeah, Amelia is just rebelling at this point. You know, they got a bad relationship, and she just did this porno to make me upset, is is kind of what Kim Basinger was saying. Uh, Which, hell, that's viable. I mean, most teenage girls do rebel a little bit, you know? Lawrence Fishburne, the guy who played Morpheus in The Matrix, his daughter was a porno. I saw that in the news when that happened. They were like, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter is an adult film star. I was like, poor guy. You know, if, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I it, think it's a lot safer now than it was back in the 70s. That's I don't sure. know. It, it would suck to have that all over. But, like, look, if you want to do that in your private life, okay. But to have it be like, 
his daughter is having sex with everybody. Uh, you know they're going to blow that up. They're yeah. gonna be like, oh, that's juicy stuff. We're going to just blow that up. But, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. As long as you're not hurting anybody and you're having a good time, do what you want. Yeah. Um, there's a funny scene here where Kim Basinger is like, well, I would like to hire you to find Amelia for me. And Ryan Gosling's like, well, it wouldn't come cheap. I, I, she's writing the check out as he's talking. For $2,000. Or 10000 Yeah, for right. ten. And he's like, well, we couldn't do it for any less than five. And so she, like, rips the check up. and <laughs> She's like, okay. And she's just very calmly ripping yeah, the check up. He, he gives a wink to Russell Crowe as he's like, I just ripped this lady off for $5,000. <laughs> so funny. Which, I mean, even that's a lot of money in the 70s. And, like, wow, she must be loaded. Yeah. No. Well, she works for the Department of Justice, so. Yeah. Um, she Her assistant is this is this lady. Uh, I don't, I've never seen her before. I don't think I've seen her in a movie, but she, Ryan Gosling has a thing for her. Oh, yeah. He's, like, finds her very attractive, and she's doing magic tricks with Holly. But, yeah, Ryan Gosling really likes her. Um, They're like, oh, you're getting along with my daughter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He has a very funny line because she's like, Kim Basinger is like, here's my card. And he's like, does your assistant have one that, that I should have? Should <laughs> I have her card just for just in case? But yeah, here they, they kind of like go back to the Ryan Gosling's house. And, you know, we've already talked about it where this is where we hear about Russell Crowe's past where he saved the diner, mm-hmm. beat the shit out of that guy. And yeah, I thought a funny thing is he got a bullet in the bicep and a $500 hospital bill. Yeah. And I'm all like, $500, that's not much. Back in the day, though. Of course, I know, in the 70s. Um, I did the math. It's, just... a, it's $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more like 5000 Yeah, but... I don't know. Oh, gosh, inflation, I tell you. But, you know, that's just showing you that Russell Crowe wants to be a good guy. You know, he likes doing good things. Yeah. But he's. it's funny here because he's telling that story to Ryan Gosling, like this big emotional moment. And then when he looks at Ryan Gosling, he's passed out he's on asleep. this pool diving board yeah (laughs) he's like sleeping on it he just falls asleep in the weirdest places uh russell crowe does talk to holly as as he's leaving the house because he's all like oh screw it he's gonna be asleep for a while because she's sitting in that same spot where we first saw her Mm -hmm. in that lot or the park whatever yeah so he goes and talks to her and this is where she explains that there was a leak in the furnace but ryan gosling couldn't smell it Mm -hmm. so he didn't do anything about it and then the house burned down. The house burned down, so... Possibly killing the mother. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it did. I mean... It could have, yeah. They didn't outright say it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what Yeah, happened. maybe so, but... And then they talk... Uh, she talks about them rebuilding and, you know, that day hasn't came yet. And, yeah. And, you know, she's kind of depressed about it. Depressed, and, and she even has a line where she's like, did you kill Blueface? And he's like... Yeah. No. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> She's, yeah, just lying to a little girl. One of those, absolutely not. <laughs> yes. No. Or you're like, no, but you're nodding yes. No. <laughs> Nod yes. And she's like, oh, good, because I, I just didn't think you could do something like that. And then yes. his face, you just see, like, it just was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. You know, regret. Regret was all over his face. Yeah. Um. I think the next part here is where it starts off with Ryan Gosling, his daughters, driving him around everywhere in this movie. Yeah. Which, let us know if you were alive in the 70s what the driving age was, because she's driving everywhere in this film. And she's got to be like 13. Yeah, something like that. But he said, Russell Crowe is waiting for Ryan Gosling at his house. 
<laughs> but apparently Ryan Gosling was going and getting cash for that 5000 to split it. Yeah. Yeah, but, that, that's where his mind is first, is money. Yeah, and the daughter was like, we had to stop at a bar as well while we're so late. <laughs> Which I, I do know in the, that time, at least in the 80s, you could bring kids into bars. I know that personally. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you could have. I went to several. <laughs> um, but what they're doing here now is they're investigating that piece of paper that um, Russell Crowe found in the film can. Yeah. With that address on it. Mm-hmm. We have a moment here a little bit where the daughter is like, you're such a fucking asshole. Yeah. You're an idiot. Like you, Because he's talking, he was like, Gosling says, like, well, you know what we can do is if we wait a couple of days, I bet we can squeeze more money out of Kim Basinger so we can keep going. Yeah, and Russell Crowe's like, man, I, no. Yeah, he's like, she hired us. We're going to do this job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and this is when his daughter flips out and mm-hmm. just basically calls him a huge fuck up. I think she says something there and stuff as well. She's like, she's like, you're oh. just a fuck up and stuff. And he's like, don't say and stuff. Don't or say what? And stuff. <laughs> it's a funny line, but. Um, yeah, she, she's very pissed off at him, but there's a really funny moment because Russell Crowe is like, that's fine. I'm going to go investigate this, whatever this address is or whatnot. And Ryan Gosling's like, he says, Russell Crowe's like, I'm going to go investigate because it's an airport. Like, that's where this is. And Gosling's like, it's an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And he goes through all these reasons on how he knows it. And you're like, oh, wow, he's, he's good at his job. Right. And they get there and the apartments aren't even built. Yeah. <laughs> to like, where he says it's at. Somebody's outside. And they're like, hey, do you know where, you know, XYZ apartments are? And he's like, yeah, they tore them down like three years ago. Yeah. And something else is under construction. And then Gosling's like, okay, I guess it is an airport code. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a funny build up where you're like, he's good. Oh, he's not. <laughs> uh, so they're having to rush to the airport because they think Amelia is getting on a plane to flee the country. Yes. And then they see, they realize it's the Burbank Western Airport Hotel. Yeah. The address that they have is not for an airline because Gosling gives all these reasons for why it's not an airport, but it's an airport bar. Yeah. So they're like, ooh, let's go talk to the bartender. Ryan Gosling does this a couple times in the movie. He does it when they find the billboard with Sid Shattuck's name on it. He does this to Crow. Crow's driving and he goes, pull over. Pull over right now. And they do. And then he's like, it's this billboard with Sid Shattuck's name on it. And he's like, it's the bar at the hotel. If someone's <laughs> screaming at me to pull over, I'd be like, why? Why? Yeah. Like, why? Why do I need to pull over? <laughs> and luckily there's no cars there. I'd just be like, just tell me and then I will pull over. <laughs> You could say it very quickly, be like, look at that billboard, pull over. I need to see this billboard. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> but they try to get some information out of the bartender. Yes. And the bartender's like, well, what is it? What's in it for me? Yeah. And Ryan Gosling has a very funny moment where he's like, he'll stop doing that. Doing what? And then Crow like grabs his tie and slams his head down on the table. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually from... Uh, the director, Shane Black, he reused the same dialogue from Iron Man 3. Oh, really? Because they say that in Iron Man 3, Tony Stark and James Rhodes yeah. uh, uses that tactic when they interrogate the Mandarin. Very funny. Yeah, Man, very I thought funny. that would really impress you that I knew that. It's Im- very impressive, but I I just I had not seen this movie at the time of Iron Man. I thought you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm always proud of you. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. I know, and you're very funny, but I'm always proud of you. <laughs> I saw that, and I'm like, oh, Iron Man, 
gotta talk about it. I've only seen Iron Man 3 once and I didn't care for it. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still impressed that you know that. Like, you're recognizing people and you know, you know, pieces of trivia now. I'm so proud of you. Well, it's because I read it. (laughs) Yes. Which I That's how I learned it. I will link, um... All of the references, which I got from Screen Rant and Tons of Facts, which, just to let you know, Tons of Facts is not a secure site and it has lots of ads. So oh, really? I was already on it and I figured, well, I'll read real quick, real quick and, and get out of there. But yeah, um, it did not look very safe. So just FYI there. But they go up into the, the hotel in the penthouse. They're going up in the hotel and... um. Ryan Gosling's like, well, he's not going up there to kill anybody. He's like, because it would be national news. He's like, it's national news if there was a murder at a hotel. And Gosling's like, when's the last time you were on the national news? And Russell Crowe's like, last February. And he's like, what? You were on the news? And he's like, yeah, because of the diner. Yeah, hello. And he's like, what? I told you the story last night. You never told me that. (laughs) (laughs) Passed out drunk. I'm like, wait, is this a flashback of our relationship? (laughs) It hit a little too close to home. <laughs> but they they go up in the elevator, and just as they predicted, all these men are getting shot by someone off screen. Oh, and what is so funny is just everything was so calm. Yeah. They're in this elevator, going up to the penthouse, and you've got the elevator music, and they're just standing there, chilling. And then they hear somebody gasping, and mm-hmm. they just kind of poke their head out. And they see this guy, like, bleeding from his throat. And yeah. And he's all like... <laughs> can't breathe and then they look the other way and then somebody's getting shot yeah and they both just like simultaneously go back into the elevator slowly back hit the button and they're going back down and they're both calm except for ryan gosling he's like you could see his face shaking yeah it's great the camera holds on their faces for their reaction there's like i thought this was the best yeah and then you see a guy like Gets thrown out of a window and you see him fly past the elevator. Yeah, and the whole time and they're just like not saying a word. Yeah. They're just like, we, we're just going to pretend this is not happening right now. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I took over there. I thought it was so funny. Oh, that's a great scene. No, there's so many great <laughs> moments. But so, yeah, they're trying to get the fuck out of there because the cops are coming. And they're like, well, let the cops handle it. And... Amelia just jumps down from a fire escape on top of their car. Right on top of their car. What are the odds? Yeah. That's crazy. But she has a gun. And she fucking shoots at him. <laughs> I was like, what are the fucking... Because I guess she must have seen him a few times. But yeah, she fires and falls off the car and knocks herself out. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like... She basically just fell from the heavens. Fell down, into their laps. Down to them. And this was just a sign. Um... So yeah, they just pick her up. Why not take her take her home? Yeah, they take her back to Ryan Gosling's house. Which before they left, I think he told his daughter to go to his go to her friend Janet's house. And Ryan Gosling's like, "What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "I told you to go to Janet's." And Janet's like, "My sister kicked us out because she has a boy coming over." <laughs> and Ryan Gosling's like, "Your sister's a whore." And she's like, "I know." I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like these kids are too grown up in this movie yes yes but uh this is where we kind of figure it all out which the daughter's room by the way had awesome posters she had punk bands on there there's one for the clash and the sex pistols oh i was like this daughter is awesome very nice yeah very cool she's awesome it has that picture of the um 
Dropped album where the bassist is crash is is destroying his bass on it. Where oh. he's like in mid swing, the famous one, London Calling. But yeah, I was like, wow, very cool. Right on. And she's on the ground floor in the seventies. She like keeping her ear to the floor because I don't know when the Clash first came around, but she she is on the ground floor with that shit. She's getting all the new stuff coming out. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but we get everything here. Is finally gets unleashed. Is that? Yeah, Amelia's kind of a hippie because she's like calling, like she's like saying things like the man controls everything. Yeah. and I, I I thought it was so good that they put in the protesting mm-hmm. scene because she talks just like a protester. Yes, yeah, she does. And that's the pretty much. I'm like, I don't know what she's saying, but she's saying it with confidence. And mm-hmm. then this guy is doing this, and he's gonna bring everything down. And do she didn't say that, but yeah, it just that's how. And again, this is stereotyping. <laughs> well, protesters aren't people. That's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yeah. If, if you could do it right and you can do it wrong. And if we've learned anything over the last few years, yeah. we've done a lot of protesting wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, not going to go on a squirrel moment on that. But um, I just thought it was so funny that she was just talking about how, you know, everything, everybody's against. Yeah, it's like a big conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word I was trying yeah, to Yeah, but she she does let it out here. She was like, oh, you're, they're like, but your mom, she she's fighting against, you know, the car companies because they mentioned something about there's a catalytic converter that's being used that was proven that it will harm the atmosphere, mm-hmm. but they're sweeping it under the rug. Right. And her mom, as the district attorney, or no, not the Department of Justice, is going to let them off. And so Amelia got together with these porno ma- filmmakers, like Sid Shattuck and her, bro- her boyfriend, and they made... It's funny, they're like, you made a porno. She's like, it's an art film. <laughs> and it's like, with sex, but basically... Your clothes are off and you have sex. Yeah, she's like, it's a statement. Mm-hmm. But basically, they made this film that would name names of everybody that her mom is working with that's getting off, like, the, you know, they're, they're doing illegal things by sweeping all this under the rug, and Amelia made a movie about it, and her mom, like, is after her now because of it. Yeah. They, like, they tried to destroy the film, they burned it, killed all these people to cover it up because it would really out some people. And that makes sense, too. Um, but then I think... And I, I was going to ask you, because Ryan Gosling said, you made a porno where the point was the plot. That's a joke where they're always like, the plot doesn't mean anything in porn. Like, no one watches it because of the plot. They only oh. want to see the sex. <laughs> so he's like, you made a porno where the point of the movie was the plot? <laughs> like, no one's going to watch it for the plot. I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, they just decide to leave her. Well, Ryan Gosling gets a phone call from Kim Basinger's assistant. Oh, that's right. And she's like, Kim, yeah, she's like, Kim Basinger must be in trouble because I got a call from her asking for $100,000. And she, you know, I would feel more comfortable if you and Russell Crowe delivered it. Yeah, the way she was talking, I knew she was duping him. Yeah. But in his brain, I could see that he was falling for it. Yeah, he's like, he's smitten with her. So he's all like, oh my gosh, that, yes, of course we can. And. So he leaves his daughter and Janet with Amelia because Amelia, like, passes out. She's been running for, like, days. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, they go pick the money up. and I mean, why not leave this girl that people are trying to murder with your daughter and her friends? <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. Uh, it doesn't, yeah. I guess he didn't think that anybody knew where they were. Maybe. Or who would want to come find them. But they, 
have this weird conversation while they're waiting for the money to come. But Russell Crowe tells the story of, like, Richard Nixon, former president Richard Nixon, was driving a car. This guy was in a terrible accident, was pinned underneath it. And Richard Nixon walked up to him and said, son, it's going to be okay. And then the guy died. Yeah. And he was like, how fucking crazy would that be? Like, your last thing that you see is instead of, like, an angel, you see former President Richard Nixon. I'd be freaked out. And it's funny because Ryan Gosling's like, yeah, so what you're saying is everybody has two perspectives. Like, everything (laughs) has two meanings. He's like, yeah. He's like, just fucking say that. Why didn't you just say that? You wouldn't tell me this long-ass story about Richard Nixon. Why don't you just say that everybody has different perspectives? Get to the point. (laughs) But that comes back in a funny way at the end. But I like Russell Crowe's like, didn't you enjoy the story? Yeah, he's like, you didn't enjoy the story? He's like, no. Yeah. I was like, well, sometimes I feel that way. Yeah. When people are talking, I'm just like, can you just tell me? (laughs) Yes. Just fucking tell me. (laughs) So uh, Kim Basinger's assistant brings out like a briefcase and they were like, oh, she said to bring it here, you know, do that and then. You know, hopefully she's okay. This is all $100,000 that she needed. Yeah, $100,000. In 1977, yeah. Holy shit. Um, so they're driving in... A fly. It's a bee. A, oh, a bee. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. A big old bee. Well, there's a runner in here where Ryan Gosling is reading like a newspaper about bees dying. And then he says something to the guy at the party earlier where he's like, Yeah, bees, man. If they all go, we're gone. <laughs> so he's having this dream where this bee's like... Hey, it's okay, man. Yeah, it'll be fine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he was. He was just like a real chill bee. Yeah, it's voiced by a comedian named Hannibal Burris. If anybody knows who that oh. is, he's he's a very funny man. But got a nice voice. But Russell Crowe is eventually like, wake up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, that's where you realize it's a dream. And then they kind of crash. Did they crash into the back of another car? Something like that. They, or a trash they, can or something. Yeah, they run through a bunch of like cones or like the safety. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just come to a stop, but the money goes flying. Yes. And then that comes flying down. And I, at this point, I gasped. I'm like, <gasps> not all that money. All the money. <laughs> and then it comes down and you can just see it's like newspaper clippings. Yes. <laughs> Oh, damn, they got duped. Yeah, and they realized that this this was fake. And why would they have been fake to do this? To get them away from the house. Oh, somebody's trying to lure us away. Yeah, and I think at this point it immediately cuts to, this guy's name's Matt Bomber. He's an actor, he's been in a ton of stuff. But he's got a big mole on his face because he looks like John Boy from the Waltons. Mm -hmm. But he shows up and he's pretending to be this doctor. And he was like, oh, yes, the assistant sent me to check on Amelia. I'm, I'm the, the family doctor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You were going to say <laughs> The family doctor, yes. <laughs> but it's funny. This is where the, the friend Janet is talking on the phone. And because it's the 70s, you know, Ryan Gosling couldn't get through. He doesn't have call waiting. And the phone's just like beep, beep, beep. He's like, shit. But the friend Janet's on the phone and she was like, she's telling them everything that she's heard. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, and Amelia says this guy John Boy's coming for us. Yeah, yeah, he's got a, supposedly looks like John Boy from the Waltons. Mm-hmm. And that's when Holly kind of puts two and two together that this is the John Boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got a big mole. And she's like, I just made cookies. Would you like some cookies? And she's he... like, no, I ate all the cookies. She's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I think there's a few more. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's like, I would love that. And. The, the gun that Ryan Gosling tried to pull on Russell Crowe earlier, he pulls it again from the cookie jar. Or she pulls it and holds it on John Boy. Yeah, which I thought, man, that's brave. Yeah. 
for a kid. And I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm hoping maybe Ryan Gosling showed her how to shoot a gun or whatever. Yeah, I would imagine so. But Janet is an idiot because she's holding John Boy at gunpoint and Janet tries to like run away and to do so she has to run between them yeah. and John Boy like grabs her as right she does it. Right in front of him. <laughs> so stupid. But I didn't expect what he did to happen. Yeah, what's he do? <laughs> you know what he does. I know. I'm he, setting you up for it. He throws, he throws Janet out the window. Just straight out this window. Out yeah, the, Like the side window next to the door. And I'm like what <laughs> yeah it's crazy and and john boy is trying to get the fuck out of dodge so he's like walks right past ryan gosling and russell crowe as they pull up to the house yeah just real cool yeah and they're like hey did you see what happened did you hey, see what happened to that I, little girl i heard something did you hear something and he's like yeah that was me throwing um some kid out the window and he, yeah he's at his trunk opening it up and he's like yes i threw that girl out the window pulls out this gun he's like like an automatic yeah oh my gosh which it looked kind of weird because it, it had was, a handle next to it. Well, the cl- you know, just from what I know about guns. So it had the gun and then the clip to like load in the bullets was on the side. Oh, okay. So you can take it out and then put it in. Okay. So I can't remember what kind that is or know about it offhand. But yeah, he had it. And and they get into a gunfight here. Like, um, yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling's very cool about it. He tells Russell Crowe to cover him and he runs around to check on Janet on the other side. And then he checks on Holly. Yeah, he gets Janet in the house and Holly and Amelia all together and it's like, just fucking hide. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very funny moment because he um, he picks up Holly and he's like taking them all into the bedroom to put her in the closet. Mm-hmm. And Amelia pops out and she yells, I think she thought it was John Boy or something, oh, right. but she's like, fascist! <laughs> and he's like, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. She scared the shit out of him. Funny moment. <laughs> yeah, but he locks him, or he doesn't lock him, but he just closes the door, and his daughter opens it again, and she's like, Dad, you're going to need this gun, and she's pointing it, like, right in his face. She's like, you're going to need this gun. He's all like, don't. Don't do that. But thank you. <laughs> and this shootout goes on for a bit, but there's a very funny moment where Russell Crowe is like, he doesn't have his gun, or he's out of bullets, so he asks Ryan Gosling, throws it to him, but just completely throws it the opposite <laughs> direction out this window. Misses it, and it goes like, right out it's, the window. <laughs> In the meantime, while they're shooting each other, Amelia, again, is all like, I'm not staying here. She do- she gets out, yeah. I'm running again, because that's worked before. Yeah. Uh, Holly tries to tell her to stay, but she's mm-hmm. like, no, I got to get out. Yeah, Holly's like, please, right, you got to stay here. And Amelia's like, nope, got to go. Yeah, and, and John Boy eventually just ends up leaving because the police are coming. Mm-hmm. They all hear sirens, and he's like, I gotta go. And you said you were shocked by this because John Boy is driving down the road, and Amelia's just standing there, and she's trying to get, he- like, a ride. Yeah, she's running yeah. towards, and she's they like, just Help. meet up. And he's like, well, look at this. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe this. Yeah, and he's all like, holy shit, she just... Fell out of the earth, out of the sky again. She just showed up again, yeah. Right in my lap. Here she is. And he just, she's like, I need a ride or I need help. And he just shoots her right there and kills her. her. And she's dead? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought she was going to live. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of violence, but I don't know that you, I mean, nobody just gets murdered. Yeah. Just flat out murder. I'm sure a lot of people do, but it doesn't really show it that. It's just kind of out of nowhere. You think they would get killed in a big way, but yeah, no, she just gets killed passing. This this is very sudden, Mm -hmm. and I'm just so like, 
you just ran up to the wrong fucking car. Yeah, very crazy. Wow. So that that did blow me away. So now I think we're at the point where they're like, well, we're fucked. Like, Amelia's dead, you know? The, her mo- the mom's going to get away with it. Amelia's dead. The film got burned. They don't even have a copy of the film. And I think this is where Ryan Gosling just offhandly says, like, oh, I was talking to an old lady. She says she saw Misty Mountains two days after she died. Mm-hmm. And Russell Crowe was like, wait, what did you say? And he's like, yeah, she saw him in this house. Or... And she pulls up. And No, she pulls up, yes. And mm-hmm. she actually shows up, and she's pissed off. Yeah, she wants to know where her granddaughter is. And yes. And what he's found, or starts saying that he was supposed to find her granddaughter, and she saw him, and kind of went through everything. And they're like, so what house did you see her in again? Yeah, and so they go there with the old lady, Russell Crowe, Holly, and then they all go to this house. And Ryan Gosling's like, there's nobody here. I'm telling you she's dead. And she was like, but I saw her sitting right here in a pinstripe suit. And Russell Crowe was like, oh, that was the suit that I found in the film can. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's from the movie. He's like, she saw somehow she, she was seeing the movie. So they go to that house and they find a hidden projector, which is really nice. And yeah. In like a table. In the coffee table. Yeah, it like pops up and shows a movie. I thought that was fancy as fuck. Fancy as shit. I would have loved to have that back in the day. I would love to have that now. <laughs> Showing 35 millimeter film. Hell, why not? But, um, so yeah, Russell Crowe's like, oh, it's part of the film. And that's when they realize that they have, like, a second copy of the film was made. Yeah, somebody had to been... Because uh, watching it, yes, because this was shown after the house got burned down, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, where where is the second copy of the film out now? Because if we have that, we've got them." Yeah. There's a big auto show happening with all the auto companies, and they were like, "They're gonna show it at the auto show and and out all these people that are getting away with this." Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's where they go. We're just going all over, yeah. And this is where you see my 77 Cadillac. One of the cars that was, like, turning. It was, yeah. It, was it? Oh, wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I was like, well, okay. But it was made in 77, and these were brand new Cadillacs. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's got to be there somewhere. So I'm just going to say my car was in this movie, even though I know it wasn't. Yeah. Because mine was white. And actually made in 77, not just in this movie that came out in 2016. Right. <laughs> Oh, there's that. (laughs) But they all go to this auto show now, and they realize that Chet, the projectionist, Val Kilmer's son, is going to show this movie because he's like, he was a projectionist. Like, he's going to show the film at the Mm -hmm. thing. So they get up into the projection booth, and Chet is gone, but the assistant, Kim Basinger's assistant, shows up. Yeah, and Ryan Gosling's like, hey, you looking good, lady. Yeah. Russell Crowe has a funny line where I guess he's trying to talk her out of it, being like, you ever killed a person, man? You think you could kill somebody? But he's like, you ever killed someone? And she's like, three people in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, come on. And and uh, Ryan Gosling's like, well, that doesn't mean she's a bad person. He's, he just keeps coming up with excuses. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He's all smitten. That's adorable. But Holly is outside because the assistant comes in and locks the door, but Holly's like, room service? Yeah. And I thought this part was so funny because Holly, she's so, so smart and so, I don't know, innocent. She comes in and then she throws coffee, <laughs> yeah. coffee on the assistant. And then she's like, 
Why did you just throw cold coffee on me? She is. She's like, I, I found it in the hallway. I thought thought it might be hot. I, I thought it would still be hot and, and <laughs> scold you. And is this where he pretends to be drunk? Uh, that that comes up in a second because I think Russell Crowe pretends. Then he's like he shows. Oh, or right. no, 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 no. The assistant here knocks herself out. Yeah, and then Ryan Gosling falls to the floor. Is this where he falls to the floor and tries to find Russell Crowe's ankle gun? Russell Crowe's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I've never carried an ankle gun. I guess it was all in his dream. That was so funny. Uh, but but yeah, the assistant then, after that, she's holding them. She then falls and knocks herself out, and they're like, we've got to find Chet. They're going to try and find Chet and stop him. And Ryan Gosling puts a pillow under her head. <laughs> He's such a nice guy, yeah. I'm like, he just really likes her no matter what she tries to do. Even if she tried to kill him. (laughs) And this is where Ryan Gosling goes to a bar. And the guy's like, hey, buddy, what are you drinking? He's like, nothing. He's like, free drinks. And Ryan Gosling's like, "Mm?" what? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be me. I'm like, oh, free. I'll take free. Uh, But Russell Crowe finds Chet in the garbage. And he's like, beat the shit up. And Ryan Gosling's getting wasted at the bar. But the movie starts like it's on an auto timer, I guess. So the movie just starts playing. Yeah. And Holly is walking through the crowd as well and sees Keith David from before. And she recognizes him from the party. And Keith David like takes her. He like holds her hostage and takes her to Ryan Gosling. And he's like, I will kill her unless you come with me. Yeah. Like he has a gun to her and everything. Yeah. And this is where he pretends to be drunk. Because they realize, the big thing about the movie is they realize the movie that is being shown at the auto show, the porno movie is spliced into the middle. Right. So, like, as it plays, it'll then show the porno. Mm -hmm. So that's why everybody's trying to stop it. And John Boyd is there trying to find them, too. But, yes, Keith David takes Holly and Ryan Gosling to the roof. And Ryan Gosling's, like, crawling. And Keith David has some lines where he's like, Jesus Christ, like, right in front of your daughter. (laughs) And he's just like, I fucking love you, honey. Duck. And she's like, what? And he takes his glasses off and he's like, duck. And he punches Keith David. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, I didn't expect this either. They all three, or at least. Um, Holly starts to fall. Yeah, it starts to fall. But then Rain Gosling kind of pulls her off and then goes with. Keith David. Keith David. Pulls Holly off and goes with Keith David over the roof falls quite a ways they fall and then you're watching them fall and you see a pool mm-hmm. and you kind of see that Ryan Gosling is more towards the pool side yeah he makes it and the other guy is not he splatters he splatters like a freaking I don't know like a balloon pancake yeah he flattens like a pancake yeah splatters, splatters like a burst balloon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a balloon that's better because it just goes everywhere, and that was really gross. But, yeah, Ryan Gosling, luckily, you know. Yeah, there's a funny moment where he, he uh, Ryan Gosling's in the pool, and he looks over, and Richard Nixon is floating there. Yeah! And he's, like, telling him to go up, and I guess that's just a callback to seeing Richard Nixon at the end of your life or something like that. <laughs> but Nixon's, like, pointing to get out of the pool. So, yeah, so he's scrambling to get back up. But there's a very funny line where he meets back up with Russell Crowe, and Crowe's like, how did you get down here? I thought you were upstairs. And he's like, did you fall? And he was like, did you fall? Because he's easy he's wet. And he was like, and Gosling's like, I think I'm invincible. Yeah, he's he- like, I don't think I can die. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, uh, so funny. And it kind of goes to show as this, you know, fight out continues. Yeah. That he keeps dodging 
death. Yeah. Uh, it's very yes, it is because he's like he keeps shooting and stuff, and he gets behind a car that's on like one of those uh, motorized turns. So like he's behind it, but the car turns on the motor, so like they're still shooting at him. Yeah. John Boy is going for the film, so Russell Crowe goes up there, mm-hmm. and I think Ryan Gosling goes up there too, but he gets like knocked out of a window. Because he gets knocked out of a window, falls through this glass onto a car on the ground, mm-hmm. and and he's still chasing the guy that has the film. Yeah, is did we already go to the part where how the film got down there, or Holly threw it down? Oh yeah, because John Boy wasn't John Boy gonna like. Oh yeah, there's a part where I think it's the assistant again is trying to get the film, and Holly throws it out the window because the assistant jumps for it, and you see her hit her head again. Yeah, <laughs> you oh. hear it. Yeah, she's going to have some damage. Yeah, so Ryan Gosling is trying to find it and gets knocked out of a window, falls out, falls through a glass ceiling onto a car, uh-huh. onto the ground. <laughs> and at one point, too, while he's holding the film, somebody tries to shoot him. Yes, and, and he hits the can. He hits the can to the film. <laughs> he just can't die. I'm like, okay, I think this guy has got some kind of angel or something on his shoulder, and he can't die. Well, it's even funnier because he's chasing the guy that has the film cane and he gets hit by a car and he just keeps running. Yeah. It kind of like pushes him forward and he just keeps running and gets the guy. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> Another funny part is when Russell Crowe is fighting John Boy mm-hmm. and he pulls back and there's a pin. Yes. Uh, a grenade pin. Yeah, he pulled a grenade his, pin on, on his hand and he's all like, oh shit, I just, <laughs> he's got a grenade on him. And then John Boy realizes... Mm-hmm. what it is too and he starts to try to remove his jacket as fast as possible yes and he throws the jacket which hits one of his guys trying to shoot ryan gosling and yeah and blows him up yeah saves him so again saving ryan gosling again Mm-hmm. but yeah that was a crazy it's very funny yeah ryan gosling gets the film and then russell crowe is about to kill john boy and holly's like don't do it or i'll never speak to you again and yeah, that's right. And Russell Crowe, he's like, you owe your life to a 13-year-old girl. And mm-hmm. he knocks him out. Yep. But Rus- and uh, Ryan Gosling, when he falls on the ground there, his writing on his hand like got smudged. Yeah. And now it says, you will be happy. Now it's like, hey, we're going to turn this frown upside down. Yeah. So they made it. I think this is where we see them sitting in court, like getting ready maybe to testify. But Kim Basinger is sitting next to him. And she's basically like... Do you think this changes anything? Like, if I'm not here to protect Detroit, the auto industry, someone else will be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she's all like, I'm not worried because, you know, you're not bringing down the big the big fish, I guess. Yeah. And then I think we cut here now and they're, they're at a bar. Russell Crowe's getting shit-faced. Uh, he hasn't drank through this whole movie and Ryan Gosling's like, hey, you're drinking again. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I feel great. Yeah, and this is where he shows him the uh, the nice guys. The ad. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm sorry that you look like you look Puerto Rican or something like that. Or something. He makes fun of Russell Crowe the way he looks in the ad. <laughs> oh, he's, but he's drunk. He doesn't care. Yeah, there's a funny thing where Ryan Gosling sees a bee at the very end and tries to kill it after all that he's been talking about bees. He yeah. tries to kill one, and then the movie's just over. <laughs> gosh that was so funny i really liked it i I love this movie i love the detective part the funny people the back and forth you know i really liked it yeah i i really liked it too i like that it had a comedy twist to it yeah um because it made some of the heavier parts a little easier it wasn't just so shocking yeah but yeah it was a fucking great movie 
Loved it. I don't really feel like I... Oh, we didn't talk about this very quickly. When they get out of jail after the big shootout at Ryan Gosling's house, the lawyer or whoever that gets him out, yes, is a registered sex oh, offender. Right. He's the guy that got cut out of the movie The Predator, directed by Shane Black. So if I have to say a worse part, it's probably that that guy's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he even had a second in this movie. Because, yeah. ew. Best part for me, probably when Ryan Gosling broke his arm. Um, or when he falls down that slope. Oh. It's so funny. Can you guess what my favorite part was? Where they're going down the elevator? The unicorn. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I did put known. that one too. That one actually was my second favorite. I should have known. The penthouse. The unicorn was my favorite favorite because anytime when I can see a cute unicorn, even though I know they're not real people. Y- yes. I talk She's like aware. They are. I talk like they <laughs> she are. She is aware. Um, I, ha- I have a huge collection and I name everyone. No, kidding. I don't. <laughs> But yeah, the unicorn, I just thought that was cool. And uh, the penthouse was definitely my favorite. Yeah, going down the elevator. Um, well, great. Well, well, that's the nice guys uh, here for our mystery month. I absolutely loved it. And, and great. Yeah, I did have a couple of fun things that I found. Uh, some facts about the movie. If you're interested. And I'll, um, again, do the references. So you can. there's a whole lot more you can read if you yeah. want to read up on it. Uh, I went over a few things, but a fun thing is that Shane Black, who is the director, tried to get this movie off the floor, off the ground for 13 fucking years. Oh, wow. Tried for 13 years, but no studio would finance them. But when Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling accepted their roles, then they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, big names. Now it's okay because we've got these big guys. And the reason why they accepted this role is because they wanted to... Uh, you know do it together yeah they thought oh well this would be a fun fun thing to do they work together very well yeah another interesting thing about russell crowe and ryan gosling is that they're both high school dropouts they're childhood actors which who dropped out of school to pursue their career in acting without any formal training well. and i thought well damn and i did um double check that because i'm like really but another site said the same thing so very cool um yeah i was like well i'll be damned that they have a lot in common yeah very crazy they I hope work they're well still together friends hope so yeah that'd be very cool yeah so yeah oh and this movie is so 70s that they use the 70s warner brothers logo oh yeah at the beginning at mm-hmm. the beginning and they even released a 70s style uh trailer to promote oh the movie. wow that's really cool i'll yeah. have to look that up yeah i didn't watch it but i just thought man that's so cool that they just kind of kept with that theme yeah so anyway that's that's all i had i said the others already <laughs> i just thought it was really neat and i did the research and i wanted to share yeah thank you very much so you're welcome did you have anything else no but you know what guys you can follow us on instagram and facebook And we would absolutely love it if you rate and review us um, and also share our content. We have it on Facebook that you can share and uh, tell a friend. Um, That way we can just keep keep producing stuff for you. Yeah, thank you guys for everything that you do. Um, Next week we're continuing with mystery thriller type month. I never really decided. Mystery month, we're going to be doing the new Scream. Yay! Um, I have not seen it yet, so we're kind of doing it so we can watch it. Yeah, you know? I'm excited. So we're not watching a million movies the weekend. 
Um, yeah, but that Scream came out in 2021, I think so. Not the first Scream, but the newest one. So yeah. if you guys are curious about watching it, the newest 2021. So very excited to see that, and we'll we'll keep going. All right, see you next time. Bye.